What is up? You are listening to Lyle's Movie Files. I am Jeffrey Lyle's. Joining me as always is little brother Jace. We're going to talk about a bunch of stuff, but we're not going to talk about one thing that we saw this week, Black Widow. We're not going to talk about it. I will say this much, that it's not a Wonder Woman 1984 situation. Do you agree with that? I concur. Yes. It's not going to be a deal where it's like, oh my gosh. One thing I will sort of slightly talk about, there is a movie coming on Amazon Prime this Friday, The Tomorrow War. Maybe you've seen some clips for it. It's Chris Pratt's new movie. It's an action movie. And I think if you are a fan of recent, really great modern sci-fi films like Oblivion, Looper, and Edge of Tomorrow, you are going to love this movie. Oh, good to hear. Yeah. I think Amazon has been looking for a movie to get people signed up away from Netflix, away from Disney+. And I think this one is a perfect July 4th weekend blockbuster to get people, families who've been vaccinated, together watching. Yeah. Well, I, I, again, I think Netflix, I mean, I'm sorry, Amazon's biggest flip flaw uh, is their a, uh, UI when it comes to, like, Amazon Prime. It's very convoluted. If you just make it streamlined, like Amazon, like, here's the movies, here's sci-fi, I think they'd, I think they'd like, actually... You better... make it streamlined like Amazon? No, no, like Netflix, like at least just like, hey, here's the movies we actually have, not here's the movie you can buy off Amazon service. Yeah, that that's a really whack setup they have. It's like, listen, I'm not here to buy anything else. I want to watch now, not pay right now. Yeah. I think I paid already my money. And then it's like, hey, you can also rent that. It's like, right. You know, yeah. I think that made me turn off Amazon so many times. It's like, I literally heard, I researched, you guys had this movie. And I get here, and they don't have a movie. I'm done with Amazon. Screw you guys. <laughs> yeah. It's like, a, there's, I'm not trying to do an upsell on my streaming service. Like, Netflix would never succeed if it was like, hey, you could watch this, but you could watch this for $10.99. What? No. Not here. Well, we had Insidious on last month, but we took it off. But if you pay $10, Wolf actually magically make it so you can watch it down. Like, no. Nope. Not doing that either. That 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 is that's the one thing about Amazon. I'm I kept doing it about Netflix. Where is that? Hey, you see this movie? You got it on your list, but you better watch it before July first because it's going to poof magically disappear. Really lame. Like I don't understand why stuff just can't stay there and be like, okay, we're here for a year. And if you really wanted something for a year and you didn't watch it, that's on you. Even a year, it's like. Like movies, I I expect you got if you have it, you have a contract for. Just tell me how long the contract rat runs on it, and then at least I'm I have fair notice. Like, hey, we have a contract with Paramount Studios for five years. Any Paramount stuff is here for that time. You know, that may be a good idea for them to just put along with the product description or movie description. This movie is leaving Netflix in October 2021. Then it's like, okay, I, this is how long I've got before I see it. I really need to know all the cast members, what the Rotten Tomatoes score was. Just tell me how long I've got to watch this bad boy. That, that, and that point, I have fair notice, and I won't get upset at you because, like uh, Gunner said last week, 
they, he, had, he was looking for Enter the Spider-Man, and then magically it's off. And he's like, well, I guess I gotta go buy the Blu-ray now because you guys didn't. I just enjoyed watching it when I was, you know, working from home. Blu-rays. Sanford Green, who is a really good follow on Twitter, uh, one of the creators of Bitterroot, which you, which you definitely need to read if you have not been posted on Twitter today. Does anyone here still actually own or use a Blu-ray player? I think that's what he said. It was, it was one of the two. And I was like, uh, daily. Every day I use my Blu-ray player because I'm watching stuff every day. And yeah, I use my iPad, which has my Disney Plus. I use other things for, you know, I have other devices, but I don't have them all set up on everything. Some of my TVs are not set up connect to connect to all my streaming services. And my Blu-ray player is my TV access. I don't watch TV on all my TVs. I watch whatever I put on Blu-ray. Like, I don't have cable set up on every TV at my house. So, um, yeah, but I use Blu-rays daily. And I was working on one of my Transformers Studio Series 86 figure reviews. And I was like, you know what I'll do? I'll watch Transformers the movie while I do this. I didn't actually get to the movie, but I did watch the special feature on a celebration of Transformers the movie, 30th anniversary. So that was cool, and it's one of the reasons why I'm never going to walk all the way away from having a Blu-ray player, a dedicated Blu-ray player, in addition to my PlayStation 3 and PlayStation 4. Yeah, I, I honestly, like, I, I have, like, a setup in my house, like, I have Apple TV, I have a PlayStation 4, I have a PlayStation 3, all in one line, and each of them has a different streaming service. And it's like, it's super annoying. I'm just like, it's easier for me to just come up, come like right behind me. Is you can, I mean, I know we haven't doing, we're not doing video yet, but it's easier for me to come pop in a DVD and I know exactly where it is and it can go into any of the service I have. And I enjoy it, and I don't have to judge myself like, oh, which one was this on? Oh, was this on Disney Plus? Oh, was that on Netflix? Like, I just know it's back there. I enjoy it. I'm good. What's the DVD, Papa? Well, it's this thing that has, it's cheaper than a DVD, a Blu-ray, and some stuff you aren't going to spend money on the upgrade. Oh. <laughs> Interesting. Would you like some more? Like, would you like to know more? Yes. I mean, I mean, like, what's what's one movie I like? I have on uh, Sugar Hill. Sugar Hill is not on Blu-ray. It's pissing. It always pisses me off. It's like, why is this movie not on Blu-ray? This is a great movie. It's not on Blu-ray. It's not on a streaming service. But you know where it is? Right behind me. I can pop that joint on anytime I want. <laughs> that is one of those deals. There are some movies that are still like, nah, we're not coming to Blu-ray. And if you're looking for us on streamer, good luck. And it's like, why? So now you got me curious because now I'm going online to see if I can find a Blu-ray. And the first thing that pops up is DVD. So this is a bad thing. Hey, you can get the Blu-ray of the 1974 version of Sugar Hill, in case you were curious. Um, I'm going to need my Wesley Snipe and, uh, yeah. Not Leon. Not Leon. What's my boy? Michael. Five Heartbeats. Eddie Kendrick. Yeah. Yeah. All right. There is a regional Blu-ray of Sugar Hill, the Wesley Snipes version. But good luck playing that in your American version. Yeah, that's like, as we said last week, I got to go to the con to watch a, a Blu-ray of uh, Sugar Hill. Uh, this is why I have what I got. This is why. All right, let's talk Loki. No one else on our show 
typically watches it right when we watch it. What, what was great today, I finished watching it and I was writing my review and you said, stay away from social media if you haven't watched Loki. And the funny thing was, because I was going to text you that as I was writing, I was like, wait, I need to tell him not to watch, go online, because they're going to spoil it, as social media has a nasty habit of doing. Let's talk about where we are with Loki so far. Our favorite mischievous time or god has been shifted off to the time variance. He's tracking down a variant, and he's teamed up with Owen Wilson, who... Is Mobius. Mobius is a perfect use of Owen Wilson. And I always think this is something that Marvel Studios does maybe better than any studio. They find an actor, they cast somebody that's dead perfect for that role. And it's uh-huh. almost to the point where it's like, well, were they writing this character with this actor in mind? Or did they just so happen to get lucky that this guy was free to do it? Oh, for Mobius, I'm sure they actually, they had uh, they had Owen Wilson in mind when they wrote this part. I mean, it's just perfect, like Owen Wilson at his best. And you're like, yeah, this is this is Owen Wilson. He's quirky, funny, but and you never think he's a jerk. And then, he, but he plays the role very well. And it's like, oh, he plays the same role all the time. Yeah, but a comic role is you can play the same comic role if you're funny all the time. Yeah, like that. That's not that's not the same as a Mark Wahlberg. Hey. I want to be this tough guy in every movie I do. Not do. Just, just want to try to mix it up a bit and, and not mix it up with the accent. Let's not do that. Uh, yeah, but no. But it's like, Owen, always, Owen Wilson's the guy you sound like, hey, I fight, I fight, he's at the end of the bar and he's making jokes. You laugh. You don't have to engage him in conversation, but he's doing a good job. I mean, he's, he's holding court. And I think he does a very good job in Loki when he's on screen. He doesn't overpower because Tom Hiddleston does his job perfectly. And you're like, oh, Loki and him play off each other perfectly. And you can tell how comfortable Tom Hiddleston is in this role because he's not trying to make it all about Loki. It's, it's, hey, I'm perfectly fine letting other people have the spotlight and doing what I need to to make this show work. And this recent episode was crazy. So I was telling you earlier, as soon as it started, I got this Game of Thrones vibe where, uh, what is the name of that place? Lemonettis was was in, nearing its end. Mars, I think. Something. And the moon was shattering the planet. Everything was just going destroyed. I don't know where all the rest of the people were. Maybe they just pieced out from them and found a quiet little beach to hang out at. But we get this very interesting dynamic where Loki and his female variant sylvie are connecting in this way where it's kind of like this is kind of weird they seem like they're connecting in a romantic way but i'm like loki's pretty vain and if there was anybody that loki was going to fall for it would be 100 percent a loki variant i mean honestly i hate to say this but like most people are vain enough if you actually got an actual 100 percent female version of himself They'd be like, man, this person's awesome. And Loki plays it very much like, wow, I didn't know you were so awesome, Loki. I also didn't know you were so awesome, Loki. Hmm. Let's see what happens. Then there's also people that are like, hey, I'll, I'll just take the male version of myself, too. Yeah. <laughs> but that would have an odd twin type thing, so it'd be a little bit different. But yeah. I raised some questions. But yeah. 
this this thing has gone really well. Gigi and Bath of Raw, we got to see her play a little bit different side for Ramona, Raven Slayer, this episode. She's clearly lying to Mobius. Oh, yeah, she's dead. Totally, totally. Trust me. You, you honestly can trust me. And we know there's clearly something going on. And time variance authority is not enough enough. And Loki and Sylvie have cracked the code. They're all variants anyway. And they are simply unaware that they've been plucked from the time stream and forced to purge other variants. You know, she's one of those actresses. I think she was on, was it a show with, uh, it was like an NBC show, of course. It, it was 100%, I can't, I, I want to say she was Boris Koja? Yeah, it was Boris Koja. And it was like, how do y'all not let this have legs? Like, even if it doesn't get perfect ratings, this is a show that should work for, like, just give it a time to find an audience. And it would have, I thought. If it was on ABC or CBS, that show would have would have been around long enough to be able to, would it still be on at this point? Because I feel like it wasn't that long ago. And it would have got to 100 episodes. I'll say that. I, I can't say it would have been on now, but it would have definitely got to that 100 mark in syndication. If, if it was on CBS, it would still be on. Yeah. Let's go with that. Because I feel like ABC may get a little like, all right, it's that time. But 100% CBS, if they find a show that works, they're like, all right, why, why are we switching? Hey, we, got, we got Wednesday night on lockdown. We're good. Um, was the name of said show Undercovers? Think so. Well, wait a second. Now that this no, can't be right. No, no. Wait, this can't be right. It was. Oh, I don't know what happened. It lasted for two years somehow, from 2010 to 2012. Yet it only had one season. Crazy. That's a, well, that, I mean, that's how stupid it was on NBC. They probably okay. didn't premiere it, and they were like, "Oh, we're going to retool it," but they didn't need to retool it. It was fun. Uh, Good old NBC. Like this, I mean that her her portrayal. Like, hey, time we're, we're still up and up. We're good time variants. Right. Uh, we we time authority is on the up. We did not uh, murk that lady out. Nope, not us. Nah. Yeah. But the crazy thing on this episode, they really had me feeling like the music was great. But would really set it off like, hey, this really was like a Loki episode of Game of Thrones because the characters were getting marked out and our boy Mobius got purged. And it was like, whoa. whoa." I did not see that coming. I was like, man, oh, shoot. Like, I I was just like, man, we got the, we're going to have the time authority revolt and he's going to leave. Nope. Not even I mean, it, and the way that they do that purge thing is so like sudden. It's not this dramatic buildup of slow motion. It's always like, oh shoot, they're vanishing. Oh, oh, they've been purged. So it's it's very much like a sword in the back, and they're like, you see the blood. Yeah. Oh, oh. oh there is no escape. So yeah, that was crazy, and it was this thing of man, I can't believe they did that. I missed Owen Wilson last episode, and I was so happy to see him back this episode playing off of Loki again, and it's like, oh, great, everything's back to normal. I was like, nope, sorry. What you got used to, doesn't matter. Yeah, did you like how, like, when he was, when he, when he got in, after he talked to Loki, and then he comes back out, like, hey, how's it going, guys, you know, nothing's wrong, man, what's oh. going on? Oh, shoot, it was like, honestly, if you didn't know he was shady, I, I'd be like, okay, yeah, I thought he was just going to skate through with no problem. <laughs> Perfectly reasonable. 
he has that real disarming manner to him that makes it so like, yeah, you could buy anything. I think that's what he made him and Vince Vaughn so great in Wedding Crashers, where it's like, yeah, I totally buy them doing that. It's funny, and they are bouncing off each other so well that it's like, yeah, let's do the thing. So, yeah. Like, I, I, was, I mean, like, hey, talking about Wedding Crashers, like, Vince Vaughn's that, you know, little bombastic, but like, oh, it's like, hey, man, don't worry about it, man. I got it, man. We can get this done, man. Let's go out and go several ways. It's going to be good times. And he did that very well in Loki. And we were just like, yeah, I, I told him he's going to get through. Oh, he didn't get through. Shoot. No. Like, we got, what do you got? One episode left of Loki or two? No, there's two more. Okay. So this was the uh, last week was our midway point. And I think we both were like, eh. This was a good episode. It spent a lot of time focusing on Sylvie and building her up, but it was the one episode of the series so far where it felt like having another episode to watch right after it would have been very helpful. But the real shock was Loki getting the purchase. <laughs> and it was like, yo, you're not supposed to kill Rob Stark. <laughs> you can't do that. Four episodes in. Yeah, I mean, that that when I saw that, I was just like, that's I mean, literally, I'm like, after I started, I'm like, do not go on social media, because, like, everyone's going to spoil that. Like, oh, my gosh, did they really kill Loki? And yeah. even just, like, especially, I think that was the, this week had the first post credit scene, and it was like, but wait, wait, because you were like, don't go on. And I called you and was like, yo, I just finished watching it. And then the first thing I said was, hey, did you watch the post credit scene? And you're like, no. Do I need to? Like, yes, you really need to. It, exactly, because it's like, I mean, it was like, almost like that was going to be the hook for like, oh, shoot. Because we have a new female Loki in there who's awesome as Loki. So it's like, our, our very Loki could be making mischief in the MCU from now on because she's now like, hey, I was kind of feeling that Loki and y'all murked him out. So I got another reason to destroy y'all. And then I'm going to get back on the real MCU timeline. It, there's a, a lot of fun. I mean, honestly, again, these, this, the Marvel TV shows did, have done a great job of setting up the next, I mean, the next wave of Marvel movies. I, I mean, I don't think you can do better than they're doing. It's like, they're just like, hey, we are going to learn how to print money, and we are going to keep printing money perfectly. Yeah. Like Black Widow spoiler, as always, make sure to stick around for the post-credit scene in the movie. All right. Black Widow spoiler is now off. But, yeah, the, the post-credit in Loki was just, it blew my mind. Because we had Kid Loki, we had Alligator Loki, and then we had classic comic book costume Loki. I, I'm always complaining, you can do these costumes. All you have to do is do them right. Don't make them look corny, and they'll look good. And we got that. And I was like, yes, thank you. So, costume looked good. And we also had a black Loki. I'm not sure what the context of that character is in the comics, because I'm always, like, I have a love-hate affair with current Marvel comics and their stuff. Hey, did you know that they killed off Peter Parker and Doctor Strange? I mean, when they killed off, what was it, uh, Aunt May, I'm sorry, Mary, they made it so Peter wasn't married to Mary Jane to bring back Aunt May. I was kind of done with Spider-Man. It's like, that's <laughs> stupid saying, like, hey, I might love my mom, but I'm not going to give up my hot wife because I love my aunt who's probably 81 years old and probably doesn't have that much time with me anyway. So, 
That didn't make any sense. I don't sense. know how old Aunt May was, but she was super old. She was like 98 at that point. Year one um, uh, was uh, Marissa Tomei. No, so, no, exactly. Totally. It was like, you've enjoyed your time together. It's time to move on. That was that was kind of whack. So I, I've always been kind of like, oh, I could read a Marvel movie or I could do other things. Let's see what happens. Let's see what happens. 